What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and here at Surfing the Stream, every week we review movies, obviously. We do genre series, where we review one specific genre a month, and then we drop a top 10 episode at the very end. We've done 90s action, kung fu, horror. We're going to be doing war movies in July. We also do reviews of your favorite franchises. We've done Batman, Terminator, Die Hard. You can check all those out on the channel. And then we also do newly released movies as well. And that's why you're here today, to check out my review for a newly released movie on Netflix called Things Heard and Seen. But before we jump into the review, I want to give a shout out to our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, and Sharon Petrie. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every month. Thank you so much. And we, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So again, thank you. And if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us each month, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Uh, we have a $5, $10, and a $20 tier. You get a whole slew of content. Uh, usually we drop with three to four hours worth of content every week. And I would say probably about 45 minutes of that is not released to the general public. But we do like a little mega episode at the end of the week where you can just binge listen to our entire week's worth of content. You get the two-game podcast, Surfing the Stream, uh, anime podcast, and a music review podcast as well. But that's enough of that. You're here for my review on Things Heard and Seen. It just came out on Netflix uh, this past weekend. And I don't know if anybody's been looking at reviews and you're like, I don't know, let me, let me listen to this review. Because, you know, I won't steer y'all wrong with whether you should waste your time on something. And I, I, I finally got a chance to watch it. And after watching it, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say in this review. I don't know whether I'm going to lean towards that I liked it or that I disliked it. It's it, We're going to have to jump into the review for me to form my thoughts and my opinions of this movie because... I, let's jump into the fun facts, which there are no fun facts. I When I looked on IMDb, there was two fun facts, and they're not even me worth, worth me even mentioning. So, we're basically no fun facts, but I'm going to jump through the plot, and then all the little minor details of the movie, and then we'll jump into my general impressions of the movie. Now, normally for newly released movies, I will avoid spoilers at all costs, because I want you to go watch the movie, but I really feel like I have to to get some stuff off my chest about this movie, and I'm not sure if I can form some thoughts without jumping into spoilers. So, when I start getting into spoilery territory, I will let y'all know. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to try to do this as non-spoiler as possible. So, Things Heard and Seen, again, on Netflix, and when I, when I wrote down this plot, I'm like, is that what this movie's about, though? Because... The plot is not really what the movie is about. And you're you're probably thinking, well, why'd you write it down if that's not what it's about? Because this comes straight from IMDb. I get all of my stuff from IMDb. Uh, it's just the, the plot that I'm about to tell you sounds like a an amazing movie, sounds like a really interesting movie. And that's not exactly what you get in this movie. So the plot. An artist relocates to the Hudson Valley and begins to suspect that her marriage has a sinister darkness 
one that rivals her new home's history. So based off of that, an artist relocates to the Hudson Valley. Yeah, she's an artist, but you wouldn't know that because it has nothing to do with the story, so I don't even know why that's in there. And a sinister darkness. Is it sinister, though? It's like a, the theme is more sinister than what actually happens in this house. This movie is directed by two people, Shari Springer uh, Berman and Robert Polsini. They both directed The Nanny Diaries. Uh, I'd never seen it, but that was the biggest movie. That was the only movie that I knew of from them out of all the things that they have directed. This movie was released on April 29th, 2021. So again, this previous weekend. It has a runtime of two hours and one minute. And it stars Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried, James Norton, Natalia Dyer, and Rhea Seahorn. Now let's jump into my general thoughts of the movie. First off, just based off, you know, y'all know I like to tell you whether a runtime is is good or not, whether they could have shaved off minutes, whether a movie needed more time to to breathe and to give us more stuff. Two hours and one minute. This movie should have been twenty minutes shorter. 20 minutes shorter, I it, it felt like it dragged. The pacing is completely off. It drags. It's. I was watching the movie, and I was like, man, I have to have like, like an hour left, maybe 30 minutes left, and I was only 30 minutes into the movie. It it drags. It it starts off pretty interesting. You're like, okay, I can I can kind of see where this is going, and it kind of moves a little quickly into the house, like all the other horror movies. And then it's just, it slows down to a crawl, it feels like. And it was from like minute like 20 to the first hour, to the rest of the first hour, it was super, super slow. And I'm not sure what they could have done to, to fix it, but it, this movie was about 20 minutes too long. And that's one of my biggest complaints out of the movie in general, is I think if you shaved off 20 minutes... It doesn't feel like a slow burn. It doesn't feel boring. And yeah, it feels a little bit more compact and more easily digestible as of a movie. And now I know what you're thinking. You're sitting there asking yourself, would I like this movie? What kind of movie is this? So I, when I read the reviews, I read a couple of reviews and I read kind of what, what kind of genre I'm looking at here. And I was led to believe this was a horror movie. It was like a haunted house slash possession movie. And that's kind of what I went to into the into movie thinking. And it's kind of that. Kinda. There's it's a subplot of the movie, pretty much. I wouldn't even say it's the main thing. I mean it is, but like don't go into this expecting like the conjuring or another haunted movie, haunted house movie, or a possession movie, like the right or anything like that. Don't go into it expecting that, because that's not what this is. This deals more with the themes of evil and whatnot. Yes, there are ghosts in the house. There's a good one, and there's a bad one. And they do some ghost things, like they shake some shit, and the, some lights flicker, and that's about it. I mean, it, we're not talking like they're they're stalking the people that live in the house, they're not going up there and doing sinister things to try to hurt them. It, it's not that type of movie. Okay. Now they are 
the evil presence in the movie is trying to to hurt the wife. That's just because that's the history of the house. You know, it you I'm gonna jump into the spoilers. So, you know what? If you if anything that I said up to this point is something that you'd be interested in, go check it out. I would not recommend it if we're being completely honest. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, anything from this point forward is considered spoilers. So be warned. If you just want to hear the rest of this review, then by all means, just listen to it. If not, go check it out and then come back. Uh, but again, I, I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. Even if you're a horror fan, I I just I didn't really care for this movie when it's all said and done. Okay, spoilers from here on out. So I mentioned there were two ghosts in the house, two spirits. One is good, one is bad. Basically, the house has a history of the husband and the wife, that whole situation ending in a murder-suicide. The husband goes crazy, goes evil, and then kills the wife. And then Amanda Seyfried's character and, uh, what's his name, Uh, James Norton, they show up and they're like the third couple from what I understand. And it's they don't really dive too much into the backstory of these characters. They give you like little snippets, and I wouldn't even say it's it's good. Like the way they give you the information for the characters. Like apparently the patient, not the patient. Uh, can y'all tell I'm at work? I'm trying to talk in medical terms. So the main character, Catherine, is apparently bulimic, but you don't go into any of that. So we don't know why she would, why she's bulimic. We don't know the history with that. We don't know, like, the thought processes behind it. We don't know what drives her character or her experiences with that disease and and whatnot. We don't get any of that in this movie. You just see her throwing up occasionally, and she's never hungry. That's really all we see as far as the bulimia. And honestly, they never mention the word bulimia anywhere in this movie. Not that I can remember anyways. It was when I was reading a review, they were like, oh, the bulimic the bulimic housewife. I'm like, yeah, but did they ever mention that? Like, they don't go into detail of this character at all. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's obvious what's going on, but they don't ever explain anything as far as what she's going through that led to this or her history or backstory. Honestly, you don't know anything about her. Before this movie starts. Like, they start the movie off. They move to this new house. We don't know anything about her character before that. You kind of get a little something-something as far as backstory about the husband. But that's only because there's like a little subplot where he's faking his his identity with the school. Uh, but that's it. they kind of just brush over that rather quickly. And granted, I say rather quickly, but... Uh, a few points of the movie occurs because of him faking his identity and getting a forgery. But like, I'm like, I, like when I say they quickly brush over it, it's like they mention it and then they never explain anything ever again. But we don't know if like I, I can, you can kind of see that the marriage might be on the rocks uh, before they move into this new house and the house just escalates it to like the 10th degree but you don't really get a sense of that beforehand because they don't do a good job of setting setting the stage, setting what happens before like what why should we care about these characters? Why? 
Uh, you got to give us some backstory to make us care about what they're going through now. And you don't really get that throughout the course of the movie. Now, I will say this. The two main characters, George and Catherine, I, I got to say, there are some pretty good acting between the two of them. They get dealt some some bad dialogue here and there, but for the most part, they do a pretty good job. This movie was not ruined because of these two characters, okay, uh, or these two actors. In, in fact, I would say Amanda Seyfried's acting is pretty pretty damn good, if we're being honest. And James Norton, I've never seen any of his work. Uh, this is the first time that I saw him, uh, but he did a fantastic job. Like, as for a villain in a movie. You love to hate the guy. Every time he's on scene, I'm just like, dude, I really just hate you. I, I despise your character, and you're doing a great job of making us despise you. And, you know, it's kind of like in in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier series where the U.S. agent character, everybody hates him. He's doing such a great acting job that you loathe his character and that's kind of the same thing that goes into this movie he's doing such a great job that you just you have to hate him and I gotta say it was it was pretty good I I dig him as a villain and you know the bad guy of the movie as they say and her is is pretty good if anything the characters are not what ruins the movie it's the development of the characters that does not make the movie any better if that makes any sense. As far as the horror elements, that's really where I kind of fall off in this movie. I kind of wish this had no horror elements whatsoever. Yeah, I can understand that... I, I, I wish there was never two presence, two spirits in the house. I wish it was just the evil presence. And the, the evil presence just eventually dominated the male. And then that led to the rest of the story. I'd be okay with that. It's the it's the terrible CGI, the terrible animations of the ghost, and then the ghostly things that they do. It's it's all dumb, and it makes the movie worse, in my opinion. Like, I'm, like I'm serious. They flicker some lights, they explode a, a lamp, they turn on a radio, and you can see her in the distance uh, on occasion. That's basically it. But I, I, I get the, the progression of the character of the male, the husband, George, how he goes from, like, he's, he's, he seems like a decent guy, but, you know, obviously he forged a signature to get into the, to the new school as a professor, and obviously he's got some baggage behind him, and then this house just escalates it, okay? I, I, I get all that. It's a slow burn of a movie. Like, I wish... They would just have the evil presence there, and then when George gets in the house, everything just skyrockets. It just, you know, goes to the 10th degree, and he becomes this this psychopath. I'm completely okay with that. It's just some portions of the movie were, were fantastic, and I was completely invested in it, and then they would do stuff that I'm just like, wow, this drags. This is kind of boring. Why Do we really need this? Which leads me back to my original point. That this movie is is way too long. 20 minutes too long, I would say. And all in all, I think this is like a really nice looking lifetime movie. You take away the horror elements, 
this is a lifetime movie. It really is. It's the husband goes evil and kills the wife. That's basically it. Uh, he cheats, and then he kills some people, and then he kills the wife. That's basically what the movie is. And, I mean, that's basically what a lifetime movie is. And they throw in some horror elements with some ghosts and spirits. And, yeah, that's it. I Like I said, if they took out the horror, the possession-style aspect of it, the haunted house portion of the story, I feel like this movie would, would be a lot better. And they would be able to shorten some of the time frame a little bit by not having to explain what happened in the house before and and whatnot. So overall, I didn't really care for this movie. I give it two stars. This, this is below average. It's got some great portions in the movie. Like, like I'm telling you, the first 10, 12 minutes of it, I'm completely there for it. And then it was like the next 45 minutes to an hour, it was this slow, slow burn. And then it picked back up for a little bit, and then the ending. And we hadn't even talked about the ending. The ending, so the whole movie, you're, it's, it's, you're kind of getting this certain tone in the movie. And then the ending, it just, it turns into a completely different movie. And not a good one, if I say that. I, I don't like the ending. I don't like I don't mind what happens in the ending, but they went like super weird in the ending, if that makes any sense. And it it just doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. And like I'm I feel like they're trying to make a twist, but they didn't do a good job of making a twist, and it wasn't a twist, so they kind of failed in that aspect. It was just I don't know. Like, they wanted you to think for yourself in it, but then they explained way too much. Like, I don't, I don't know. It, it's just, it's not a good ending. Uh, I know a lot of people have said, oh, this was a five-star movie until the ending, which made it a one-star. No, I wouldn't go so far as to saying that. I wouldn't go so far as to say that the ending completely ruins the movie. It doesn't. Not for me, anyways. Uh, do I do I like the ending? No, it's, it's not my favorite. And... I could probably come up with a better ending myself, but it doesn't ruin it. it doesn't ruin the. Inst- That's not what the reason why I just, I just don't like this movie. the The writing is is pretty sporadic at times, where it just doesn't feel as cohesive. It's it's slow as hell. It's a slow burn, and some of the characters do some very very dumb things, and then uh, I already gave my score, so I'm, I'm still talking about it. But there's a character that he cheats on. It's uh, Natalia Dyer's character, uh, Willis. Like, she just shows up. They have sex, like, twice. And then there's no further development of that relationship or that character. Like, we don't know anything about her. We just know that she shows up in a library and he, he thinks she's hot. And they just have sex, like, randomly. Like, they have no conversation to suggest that they would be mildly attracted to each other. Like, I mean, the dude is, obviously, because he starts the conversation. But she comes across as, like, she doesn't even like him. And they just don't explain that at all. So, her character was pretty shoddy. And then, old girl, uh, Catherine, you know, she cheats at the very end. Where, you know, when she learns that he cheated. And they don't really explore that any further. So there's some some dangling threads of plot lines that they just do not explore altogether. They just kind of go, oh, we'll do this. 
and then they completely forget it the rest of the movie. So that's one of the issues that I have with the movie. The writing, the dialogue could be kind of terrible at times. And then the horror elements is really what, really, really what brought it down for me. And then the extra 20 minutes, it, it, it was just, it was too slow of a movie for me. It felt, felt very boring at times. So I give it two stars. I can in good conscience say that you should go watch this and waste two hours of your life. I, I really can't. If you want to, you know, you could probably speed watch this if you wanted to. You could probably push, uh, the fast forward thing on your uh, on your TV on your Netflix account and watch this movie in fast motion and you could still get what I got out of it but you would do it in like half time you could do that or you could go on Nef- on uh, YouTube and just Google or YouTube what happens in this movie and get it that way but I wouldn't recommend it don't waste your time this is two hours of your life and yeah we don't have to buy sell rent or skip this because you can't buy this it's only on netflix so if you have a netflix account and you have nothing to do with your night with your day and you just feel like wasting your life then by all means go watch this i wouldn't say it's so bad it's good it's not even it's not even just a it's not even just a bad movie it's just eh like i just don't i just don't even care for it like i don't find there are some redeeming qualities in the movie somewhere in this movie there is a great movie. It really is. There's there's great parts in this movie. It's just it doesn't it never comes together in the finished product. So there's that. So again, if you just want to waste your time, go watch it. Things heard and seen on Netflix. Otherwise, I say skip it. It's not worth it's not worth your time. It, all the things that are great about it are not worth wasting your two hours. That's that's just my opinion though. Uh, if you like it, let me know. Email me at twogamepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number two. Uh, let me know if you liked it. Let me know if you hated it. Just let me know what your thoughts are on the movie. And I appreciate y'all joining me for this episode, this review. And I will catch y'all next time on another episode.